What's up, everybody? You're listening to Back to the Feature. My name's Joseph. I'm Edward. And this is the podcast where we talk about films. And stuff. And stuff. You like that? I I switched it up. I didn't do my usual. Yeah, I was waiting. I was like, what did he come up with today? Well, I was told I needed to come out of the closet, so I was just like, well, let me just not throw any uh, gay, gay stuff in there. I hear you. Joking, jokingly. I don't know. It might be subconscious. Who knows? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's going on, dude? How was your week? My week was pretty good. Uh, saw a few movies. I was thinking, I was like, what did I not talk about last week? So one day from, uh, it was MLK, uh, me and my wife went to go see uh, If Bill Street Could Talk. I don't know if you saw the preview. It's from the guy that made Moonlight. Mm-mm. I can't remember his the name. The director or the writer? Yeah, no, me. I'm sorry, the director. Barry Jenkins? Barry Jenkins, you're right. And I, I don't know if uh, this guy, I know how you notice a lot of like uh, styles and stuff that directors do. This guy, I noticed he does a lot of like one-on-one like shots where it's almost like they're looking, like what's it called? The fourth wall? Oh, yeah. yeah dude, he does a lot of those. I noticed it. And like in this movie, there's at least like seven like if, of them. Like the camera's like right here. Yeah, like, like, if, like if the camera is the crowd looking at me. Right, gotcha. So, I don't know. I, I noticed that a lot. And there's a lot of pauses in the movie. It's a very slow movie, but it was good. And what is it called? If Bill Street Could Talk. Huh. It's a story about, like, this uh, young black couple in the 70s. Um, he's in he's in jail. He don't know why yet. And then um, she's pregnant, so they have to tell a family. And he's in jail because of uh, a neighbor. Or not actually not a neighbor. Just a woman in the neighborhood was raped. And it was in the time where, uh, you know, the police would take them and they were like, you know, could you uh, identify the suspect? And it was just like uh, six random, you know, black guys. And he just happened to, you know, the, was the one that she picked. And the, later on in the movie, they find out that she's like, I just did, I just wanted to get it over with. You know, I didn't want to relive it. So I just picked someone. And so the whole story is them trying to get him out because he's not supposed to be there. And hmm. it, it's sad. It's, it's I mean, and it, it has like a... It shines a light on a truth that, you know, that's probably not the first time something like that has happened. Nor the last. Or, or the last, but yeah, it was sad. And then we, I saw, uh, same day, I saw uh, Spider-Man into the... <laughs> yeah, you fell asleep. Yeah, I fell asleep. And to to Spider-Man's defense, I I had not slept uh, well that night. And so uh, You know what I think it is, dude? I think it's all that... My anti-Marvel rhetoric that I've been—that's—it's it's rubbing off on you. Maybe and you so. went in there and you were just like snooze fest. This is—you're like I've seen I, this a million times. I remember the first half of the movie. The second half it was like if you've ever been dreaming, mm-hmm. like during a show, and you you start thinking about stuff. And I woke up and I was like, was I dreaming that part or did that really happen? I honestly cannot. I know that they fought at the end, but I can't remember exactly how it ended or whatnot. I even had to ask your brother a couple parts because mm-hmm. he's seen it. But like I said, I would have to give it a second shot because I don't want to say it was bad, but I did fall asleep in it a couple times. Yeah, that's cool. I probably won't watch it until it's like on. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, what else did I watch? Streaming oh, or something. But have you ever seen uh, Stand and Deliver? No, it sounds familiar. It's with Edward James, almost your boy. What you watched a bunch of shit? Cause, yeah, um, I did. Uh, if, if you guys don't know, Edward uh, has a Twitter handle called Break Room Flicks, where uh, him and his dad watch movies on their break, and they just—oh, excuse me—and they, uh, well, Edward just kind of like posts stuff about him, and uh, yeah, he's got well, a little side gig. Yeah, well, it used to be like I would record my dad because he knows nothing about social media, so I would set like a little recorder <laughs> in front of him, and like he's—he's he's funny, like genuinely funny like he doesn't attempt to try and make jokes it's just the stuff he says it's just like a raw reaction yeah and so like i wanted to uh i wanted to um capture that 
So that's what we were doing in the beginning. But now it's like at work. Sometimes I'll forget my my spare phone or, you know, I just don't feel up to it because I'm tired. But I mean, I would like to get back into it. But a lot of times it's a lot of it's, it's actually a lot of work because I got to go in and find a way to find like a little sample clip of the video we're watching. Then add like his voice like he you know, that we were watching it. So, I mean, it's kind of hard. It's basically like bootlegging my own commentary yeah i remember um because i follow i follow that twitter handle and there's something you posted and it was like video unavailable and i don't know if it was because uh yeah probably copyright because of, yeah or... copyright and that's another thing so like I, I if i could figure out how to do it so a lot of times now i just post like what we're watching and some people will you know give some feedback like we watched tombstone and they were like oh that's a classic it is man i, li- I like tombstone kurt russell val kilmore huckleberry uh, what's the dude the other brother Bill, oh, R.I.P. Oh, Bill Paxton. The one with the big mustache. Mm-hmm. And the big Lebowski. <sighs> yeah. I can't remember. Sam uh, Elkins? Or, no. Sam something. You know who he is, people. Yeah. Big Lebowski. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah, he got it. But anyways, we were watching Stand and Deliver, and that's with um, Lou Diamond Phillips. Edward James almost. <laughs> so there's, it's like... <laughs> They're like in a bad school or something. Have you ever seen that American Me? Yeah, I have. with Edward James. So, so I don't, I don't know. I feel like I may have seen the movie, but I really don't remember it. I just know, like at the end, <laughs> there's oh, that, that prison. They stab him and <laughs> they, throw him off. Dude, that is ugly. Uh, Anyways, I have a friend, dude. He like he had to go to jail for like a, a couple of weeks or whatever. <laughs> and while he was gone, yeah. somebody was like, "I wonder how he's doing." And I was just like, "Man, I think this is what's going. This is what's going to happen to him." And I just like showing people that that video where he just gets shanked by like 12 dudes and then they yeah, throw him over the click yeah uh, i, I hate know. the way it looks it looks if nasty you, dude no, not not the stabbing part but when they throw him off he's like oh it, he's because uh, like, it's like oh it looks like a dummy almost yeah, it like looks it's weird. like he's just like off well, i don't know i was gonna be like well maybe that's how somebody who's like limp looks like getting <laughs> thrown but maybe mm. but yeah well I, so standard liver see that it's uh, basically a story about this teacher. It's like a, it's a real life story. He's a teacher in California. I think he's from East LA, and he takes over like the math classes in like this, I guess you could say like Latino school. And um, he, he starts you know working on them because they're like a kind of like a bad school, almost like a um, what is that movie with Michelle Pfeiffer, um, where she's a student or she's like a teacher and she has a class of bad kids. I can't mm. think of the name, man. It's from like the nineties. It had Coolio sing the song, um, Gangster's Paradise. Ah, it's anyways. It's basically like just the same thing. He's just in a class of Oh, uh, Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds, yeah. So it's like that, but it's set in the eighties. And um anyways, he's he's trying to teach the kids um math because he's trying to tell them like, hey, you know, you need math to get a good you know, good job. Mm-hmm. And it goes from, you know, math to uh trigonometry and calculus and all the other teachers are like these kids they're not going to understand but that guy stuck with it and taught them and forced them to learn and uh like at the end of the movie it says like uh 36 students passed this like calculus course that was really hard and then the next year it was like 50 and then the following years it just keeps growing and growing it's pretty good yeah i just saw it on stars and i was like i've heard of the name i would have been one of those students who did not pass yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was plenty in real life who just ditched it. They're like, fuck this. I don't know why. I feel so bad. Math was so boring for me. Mm-hmm. Algebra, ugh, I hated it. But, I mean, when I went to college, I actually like had to put in effort. So, I was like, well, yeah. I got to actually try to like pay attention and learn this stuff. So 
I don't know about you. High school for me was like a breeze. Like I, I, I'm not, and I'm not like trying to sound like braggadocious or anything, Mm -hmm. but it was just like, I literally put the minimal effort into (laughs) my classes Mm -hmm. and I still was able to like coast by. I don't know. I just, I think I was really good at at, um, memorizing because now I'm like, I don't remember how to do that. (laughs) For real. Your memories fading. And what I hated about math class in school was like, I don't know who your teacher was. Edward James almost. (laughs) No, my teacher, I'd be like, hey, how do you get C? And he'd be like, well, how do you get B? Edward, you're in a classroom. Selena's dad walks in. He's your teacher. What do you do? Go. Ask him how much money he made off his daughter. That's well, easy one. I mean, that's why he's teaching math. You gotta, oh yeah, you gotta yeah, learn to make that money, baby. I don't know. He wasn't too good in business. Got to get that Skrilla. <laughs> Dude, he, oh, he wasn't good at uh, managing uh, yeah, restaurants. <laughs> I mean, but, um, he's like first rule of business: don't ever put the hot the plates by the hot oven <laughs> or the hot whatever yeah. stove, whatever people cook on. I don't make food. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yesterday, I saw. Uh, First man with Ryan Gosling. Gosling. You have like a man crush on him. Oh don't you? yeah, I do. I had to admit, I'm sorry. He's a good actor. He's got great abs, chiseled jawline. <laughs> <laughs> he can dance. He can sing. He can dance. He's got a beautiful. Uh, I don't know. Is he married to uh, Ava Mendez or? Oh yeah, that's his chick. They're yeah. married. Are they mm-hmm. married? Yeah, yeah, I think they have a kid too. Yeah, he thanked her. He didn't. He, what did he win? Like an Oscar? He won some oh, award. Oh, you know and he, what? He thanked her. I think, but you know what? I think they split up after that. I think that was like an apology to her type of thing. Are you sure? I, I think they're still uh, together. I don't. They might still be, but I I think they're on the rocks around that time when he mm. won that award. Well, because she kind of get she kind of gave up her career while he's like. He's, oh yeah. He's hitting the Hollywood Howard. He's basically the Justin Timberlake of the cinema. Uh-huh. I would say. I would say he can dance and sing and act. Ugh. Yeah, Justin can't do any of those. See how you are? Uh, you, have you never seen Alpha Dog? See how you are? Then you have like the smallest role possible. But it's an important role. He got cut out at like half that movie. <laughs> um, nah, I, don't, I don't have anything against JT. He's irrelevant. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, First Man was good. It was just... They, I, uh, I heard it was like really good at uh, showing like the perspective of the astronauts, like putting you in their shoes mm-hmm. and like seeing, kind of like feeling what they felt and going yeah. up to the space shuttle and all that stuff. Uh, it was, and it, it it's crazy because back, you know, back Damn. then, like it was the 60s. Where'd you see it at? Or you went to the movies? No, or? no, I got it on uh, Redbox. And I want to watch it, dude. Because um, the director, Damien Chazelle, La La Land, La La Land, Whiplash, and now First Man. I think this was his first film that he directed that he didn't write the script to. Maybe. I don't know. There was no jazz in there, so it could be. Actually, that I'm saying that's his third. That's really his fourth film. A lot of people don't know this. He actually made a, a really low, independent um, feature film, uh, and it was a musical, too. And it, It's like something in the park or something like that, and it's about these, like, jazz musicians who, like, fall in love, and it, it's basically like a love story um but with jazz like you know jazz i think the guy's like a trumpet player and the chick's a singer or whatever mm-hmm. but it i mean it is rough dude i watched it because I'm, I'm always like really interested in watching like directors early work when they like have no money when they just have a camera yeah. and like friends and crew and they're just like let's go make a movie because it looks like shit i mean it looks like something like i can make you know yeah um so it's really interesting to see that it's like that that evolution, I guess. Yeah, well, one day someone's going to go back and look at our YouTube videos. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I hope so, because they're not looking at them now. 
<laughs> no, but, but yeah, First Man was good. But it, it did, uh, I don't know if anyone... Except for Joe. Real quick, Joe Joe Gonzalez, I just want to say, man, thanks for listening, dude. You're a good listener. He recommended a, a show that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. And uh, he also uh, watches uh, my YouTube videos, so... Oh, he did post one and share one. I'll give him that. He did? I was not in it, though, so I was upset. Yeah, he shared the one where it was like the, the news anchor one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't write it. I didn't write that one, though. I just uh, acted slash uh, co-directed that one, but... That one is funny. That's a blow to the ego, and everyone's like, that's the best one yet. And I was like, oh, I didn't even write that one. <laughs> you had nothing to do with it except uh, acting it? No, I mean, I had uh, like everything to do with it except for writing. I just didn't write the script. Oh. But, I mean, I don't know. When I get together with the guys and we do our skits, we also kind of um, uh, we improvise a lot. So Yeah, I will say that. It's a process, and you come up with it. You do. You edit, <clears> man, <throat> dude, you're a master improviser. Seriously, like, you're good at it. Yeah, anyone uh, hiring? I have to warn. I always have to warn people. I'm just like, dude, Edward improvises. He goes off the cuff. He's funny. <laughs> like, just try to stay in character and and go with it. Yeah. But it never works. <laughs> um, oh, man. No, but I was going to say on uh, on First Man, they sh- um, <clears throat> they show uh, Buzz Aldrin. I didn't know his, his real name was, uh, I don't know if it's Ed or Edward. I don't have no idea. Anyways, um, but I always thought it was just Buzz. <laughs> for real that's, well, I mean, that's what I've known my whole life Buzz <laughs> Buzz Aldrin and you know and then I don't even know I can't even remember the third guy's name that, that was sucks of, dude he's irrelevant even in the movie to be honest Fuck, but um dude. no but they make him like an asshole like he's like straight up like the third ass- guy no 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 oh. Buzz Aldrin he's like he's like rude cause they're like like cause um they're testing out um these simulations and- he's the second man on the moon right yeah but they're but before all that happens, they're testing out all these like simulations to see if it's even gonna work allegedly. in space. Allegedly. Well yeah. And um Did they so, ever so, show Stanley Kubrick directing the the moon landing? No. Oh, because that's what really happened. See how you are? <laughs> yeah. Uh and but anyways, uh someone someone dies and um so they're all there sad at the funeral and buzz is all like, Well, I guess I move up a spot. Cause you know, like if someone dies, you know you're next up in line. Cause yeah. he's like a backup, and everyone's like, you know, you fuck you, you're an asshole. And I, I mean, I get, I'm assuming that's how it really was. If if me, if you wrote it in there for a reason, you know, there's there's a show um, that's on Hulu, and um, it's kind of like I don't know, I don't know, I think it's called The First or something like that. Basically, it's um, it takes place in the future, near future, and these guys are trying to. It's with Sean Penn, and they're trying to go to Mars or something like that. Mm-hmm pretty interesting it, it kind of reminds me of that no uh, um because the show's well i don't want to do any spoilers so I, i'm gonna just not talk about it that much but i haven't gotten that much that far into it I've, i'm like two episodes in but it's okay so far yeah i will say this it, it it did bring up one of my biggest fears because i have two fears one is being lost in the ocean which will probably never happen but that's more realistic than you know getting lost in space and there's a part in the beginning of that movie where he's like in a jet. And he goes all the way up and he reaches like, I guess, you know, the out atmosphere. Of, yeah, out of the yeah. atmosphere. And no, no, no. He's still within the atmosphere. Well, like the, but, he, but he's above like the earth. So, you, yeah. can see, you know, you can see it. And then he starts pivoting. He, he's supposed to start coming down. But what happens is that his actually his jet starts actually floating off. Oh, shit. And I was like, that'd be so scary. I don't know. Like, what happened? How did he get back in? Oh, um, he, he did some maneuver where he like, he like turned his, his jet and started like. 
thrusting it somehow and it, it started like moving back down but Ooh. but just the fact that i'm sure that's happened someone had to go up there that high and him it was probably him well, i'm just saying but he probably went up there. that probably happened to him and he's like hey fuckers when you get to this height <laughs> <laughs> this is you're gonna start floating off so yeah, it could uh, be damn or like that dude you saw that guy who um the the red bull dude who, who fucking uh went in that hot air balloon all, all the oh, way yeah, to the top skydived yeah he had the highest uh jump or whatever mm-hmm. Like, he could see space. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's fucking insane. Yes, I'd be scared. Just floating away from the earth is, like, an, like a horror to me. I can't even put that in, like... And I, I can't even, like, fathom the thought of, like, being on some... some Whatever he was on, that yeah, hot that balloon thing. Whatever, it was, like, a hot air balloon, but a special one. I can't even fathom the thought of being on that and just stepping out and looking out and just seeing the fucking curvature of the earth from where you're at. Mm-hmm. But dude, that's got to be amazing. Yeah, I don't have the courage to do that. Sadly, maybe one day. Yeah, I doubt <clears> it. I fucking hate. I hate heights. I'm scared. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm scared of heights. I just don't like them. My body just yeah. like when I'm high up and I look down, like I just get like really weird feeling. So just start tingling. Kinda. It's just yeah. like really weird. I don't know if it was, if it was, if I could switch if there was a switch that I can just shut that off. I yeah. would. But you know, whatever. Just, I don't know because I get like that too. Or is it? You think it's vertigo? Maybe. I don't know. But- it's just. I don't know, but since, I mean, I I remember looking over, like, a little kid, and, you know, at the Barn Creek Mall, there's a second, you know, story, whatever you want to call it, and looking mm-hmm. over the the little railing and just getting, I was, like, I was stiff. at the Capitol. The first, the, my uh, memory of feeling like that was mm-hmm. I was at the Capitol, and I looked over the rail, and mm-hmm. I just was like, oh, you know, I just felt weird, and I was like, oh, yeah. it's about time for me to step on back. Yeah, but it's weird now, because, like, I, I, didn't, I never wanted to ride roller coasters, and now I do, and I never thought i would skydive i did dude i got yeah so i wasn't i I never really got on roller coasters either until uh, like two years ago i was at uh, disneyland Mm -hmm. and um i I thought i was getting on like a little kid roller coaster you know like at six flags those fucking bugs bunny ones yeah it's like a bullshit roller coaster yeah it's got some ups yeah it's got some ups and downs but not much i thought i was getting on something like that it's the it's the it's the mountain one. It's like in the western part of the oh the park. okay yeah. And uh, I got on that and dude, as soon as you go, you just drop. You go you go in that tunnel and mm-hmm. you, it just fucking drops in the pitch and it's pitch black. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, I was just like, oh shit, this isn't a kid's uh, ride. It, it was fun, but like I was like pleasantly surprised. Like we're, I was like getting fucking thrown mm-hmm. around and you're going up and it's like like. It, it was fun. I had a lot of fun. And, and after that, I was like, man, that wasn't so bad. So I just started getting on any and everything. I was like, let me oh. get on as many roller coasters as I can. And I had a good time. That's good. Yeah. I remember my my sister's boyfriend at the time. He was like, why are you wasting your parents' money? Because we would go to Six Flags. And I would literally just like walk around. Because I, <laughs> I wasn't getting on anything. And he was, you know, he's older than me, five years older. I used to do that too. You know, he's like, why aren't you getting on anything? He's like, you're wasting your parents' money. So... When, Should have been all bitch. You didn't. Uh, you didn't earn it. What are you worried no. about it? And I was like thirteen. He was like eighteen. Shit. <laughs> no. But anyways, he was like, he's like, come on, I'm gonna get you on a ride. And so we went on the. If anyone knows Six Flags Fiesta Texas, the poultry guys. Up some lines and no, no. <laughs> oh. The poultry guys was like, I would say probably one of the fastest ones. Not necessarily the scariest ones, but that was the first roller coaster I ever rode, and it was pretty intense. And then after that, it was just like everything else was nothing. Hmm. Speaking of roller coasters, everyone always thinks like Final Destination, like, you know, flipping off and oh, falling out and shit. Yeah. 
Uh, have you seen? There's a show. It's called Nine One One. Have you seen it? Valerie watches that. Yeah. There's like a roller. There's like a uh, one of the openings is these people are on a roller coaster and it gets stuck upside down and this mm-hmm. dude he fucking falls out of it and like drop falls to his death and shit. I I've never seen. It. I know she watches it though. It has um what's her face? Uh, she's like in everything. Jennifer Love Hewitt. No, no, no. Uh, like the, the older black lady. Uh, oh yeah, I don't remember her name either. Like, and she's a famous actress. I can't believe I can't remember her name. Yeah, that show's pretty outlandish though, because I mean, it always starts off with just some r- ridiculous shit. Like, there's like a uh, one of those like bouncy houses. Yeah, the ones you pedal around town. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if then, anyone's looking for bouncy houses, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, um, you got it back, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, dude, like the wind, they were like on in the Hollywood Hills, and the wind blew, and it fucking uh-huh. just took that thing with a bunch of kids in it, and uh-huh. it's just like, dude, I don't, I don't know how realistic it that could is. happen, but it has to be a really strong wind. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, f- I mean, I, I feel like it could happen, but I mean, it's still ridiculous to see that kind of shit. Well, now that you're speaking of ridiculous, I don't want to like knock on this show <laughs> that my wife got me into. It's called Manif- uh, Manifest. I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm-mm. I started watching it on Hulu because she was watching it. It's not bad, but it's it's totally unrealistic. So this plane from uh, the Bahamas to, I think, New York or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they go through like some turbulence. The next thing you know, they land and everyone's like, your plane has been missing for five years and... Uh, anyway, so these group of people, they have like this type of like connection where um, they can hear stuff or they get kind of clues or stuff that's happening and they go help people. It's interesting. Hmm. I haven't finished it, but now, when you were talking about unrealistic, that's what it popped in my head. I gotcha. I gotcha. <clears throat> well, we have two topics to talk about. Main main things I'd like to focus on because we both watched um, the sh- <coughs> Excuse me. We both we both watched the show You, which is uh, on Netflix, and then we also watched the movie Fahrenheit Eleven Nine. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, I wanna I wanna I wanna chew in. I wanna get into that because we both watched it. Yeah. Well, I, I just watched so much stuff after that, and I forgot I told you about it. Oh yeah. Real... <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Real quick. Yeah, I went and saw um, that movie Shoplifters. I guess it won the the Palme d'Or in the Cannes Film Festival. I guess it's like the most prestigious uh, award you can win there. I'm I'm and I'm assuming. I know there's like a, a big award there, and I think that's the one. Um, but I went yesterday to watch Shop Shoplifters. Essentially, it's just about a, a Japanese family, and they're they're poor. You know, they're they're kind of living with this old lady who um, is really not their their grandma, but they all call her grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, with I don't want to get too much in the film but i think it was like i just want to say it was beautifully shot like the cinematography is amazing the shot selections are really good everything's just like on point that's that's probably like one of the best aspects of the film the story is also very solid um they're a poor family they do work but you know they still are just like out there trying to trying to get by and they steal the the dad or the the husband of the, the the main guy of the family he steals and he shows this the the little boy and um as the story unfolds you just kind of figure out you think they're a family and then uh you start figuring out they're not and how how they all came to be together and um and i think they give everybody in the family like a good everyone has a story everyone does their own little thing you know they're they're together quite often but they also do their own little things and you learn about everyone and um I don't know the th- the takeaway that I took away or what I took away from it was the takeaway that I took away. Come on, man. <clears throat> Where did I learn English? 
no the 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 thing the the theme i guess is like i mean they're thieves and you know they're not i don't know their actions the things they do they're you wouldn't say they're they're very uh morally good people you know because they're always they're thieves and they do all these things that like you, you shouldn't do uh, and they all do it for money mm-hmm. and i'm sure there's something more to be said about that but what you do see is that they're they're very they they have their humanity is is like their greatest um part about them they're very hospitable to strangers and they're taking they take in people who basically are because the, the main thing is <clears throat> they find this little girl and she's kind of just like neglected and so they take her in and then it turns out like the 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 the, the parents don't even report her missing cps goes to check on her and they they're like where's your daughter and so they think the parents killed her oh, and okay. then so she's a, they become a file of missing child's report but the parents don't care about her so they take her in and they're like you know treating her as family and that's the whole thing and then you and also as their relationships kind of unfold you figure out you know more about who they are and how how they're really all interconnected and um it's it's an interesting movie and it's all in japanese it's got subtitles it's foreign film i liked it a lot i would probably watch it again uh yeah i wanted to see it i was surprised you said you went to go watch it i was like ah i had never heard of it aris is the one who told me about it uh, one of the doctors that she works with recommended it so i was like yeah whatever i'll go you know i'm not gonna turn down a movie so it was good it was good i like it recommend it if you're uh anyone out there listening go watch that it's a good movie um but I like that a lot. And that was really, honestly, that was up until this weekend. That was the only movie I saw. I had just been watching TV shows, watching the show You. Um, but let's jump into that. Uh-oh. Did it have any, um, did it have any previews? Shoplifters? <clears throat> Sorry, I was turning one of the cameras off because we are recording this for Facebook, right? Is that uh, where it's going to go? Sure. Sure as hell ain't going on my YouTube channel. i'm just kidding what'd you ask me i said was there any previews any good previews Mm, nah i don't think so not that i honestly none of them are memorable they didn't have alita the battle angel oh yeah dude look let's let's just let me just say something real quick i'm gonna go see that i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna go see that and i'm gonna have an open mind because i am a robert rodriguez fan for those of you who don't know, Robert Rodriguez is an Austin, Texas filmmaker. He lives in Austin, makes most of his movies here. I think both in California and in Texas, in Austin. But um, <clears throat> went to the same film school as me. Got his start by just grabbing a camera, borrowing a 16 millimeter film camera, and went to Mexico and had this talent at his disposal and had a friend who wanted to be an actor and just shot this feature film. And it's a good, I mean, it's rough, but it's a good feature film. Um, he was like really young, made a feature film, and boom, that was it. Dude. Was that, that was, the mariachi? Yeah, El, okay. Ma- El Mariachi. And uh, that was his ticket in. And then I uh, went to, I don't know if it went to Sundance. He went to a bunch of film, pretty big film festivals. Mm-hmm. He met Quentin Tarantino there. They became friends um, just because they're both cinephiles. And then um, I, 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 re- I like the guy. I respect the guy. He hasn't had like the best track record with movies lately, but. Uh, uh, I'm still gonna go see it. <laughs> I will say I like uh, I do like uh, Desperado. Desperado's good. I yeah. will give him that one. <clears throat> and the first Spy Kids. Spy Kids is good too. Yeah, yeah, I like the first one. Yeah, he kind of uh, he, he there's a shift and he moved away from I think what kind of made him successful. And uh, but hey, that's the thing about him. He likes to try different things. He likes to do new stuff. And 
he was one of the first big guys into like digital filmmaking, trying all these different, you know, digital cameras that are out there and stuff like that. So I don't know, man. I, that's your boy. I, I don't want to wreck. <laughs> I don't want to wreck on him, but man, I'm I just saw, biased. I, I saw, I saw my boy Christoph Waltz in there, and I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> he's done for. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, I don't know. I just, I saw it, and I was just like, this is over the top, just craziness. But yeah, because it's like a mixture of like digital. Like the chick looks like a fucking cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just, mm. It could be good. Who knows? But... Probably not. But I'm still, I'm still gonna go see it. I don't, see I don't, honestly, I don't think it's gonna do well in box office. Oh, that's that's another thing I was gonna tell you, dude. They're promoting the hell out of that movie. That's how I know it's it's gonna flop. Yeah. It, they, and they even have like an app for it, and there's like a place you can go, and it's supposed to represent that world that they live in. I'm like, yeah, yes, just doing way too much to get the, the word out. <clears throat> well, it's James Cameron, you know. He, oh, he's part of it. Yeah, he produced it. Oh. I think he wrote this. I think he wrote the script, and he's producing it. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Maybe the money came from him. Who knows? That guy can just be like Terminator or Titanic. And ding, 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 ding. He'd be like, I got some of the biggest movies ding, ever. Ding, so ding, ding, ding. Can't really knock him. You know he was homeless? He was living in his car when he wrote the script for Terminator. Really? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And dude, this guy had so much integrity that he was like, when okay, when the student, whatever, I don't know how he got it in somebody's hands, but they were like, yeah, we want to buy the script. And he would not sell it unless they, they, would, they let him direct the film. Oh. That was like his contingency. He was like, yo, I have to direct this movie. And they let him direct it. He found a studio. I think he took less money for it. Oh. So, oh, just to be director? Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think I read he sold the script for like a dollar, and he just took it like scale director's fee, which is like I don't know, like fifteen hundred bucks a week or something oh, like okay. that. So he spent but I, three years making it. But I'm sure he had some. Uh, <laughs> he stretched it out. But I'm sure he had like um, you know, like took points on the box office draw or whatever. Oh yeah. So. It's not always about it's not always about the money, guys. I don't know. Have you seen Terminator Genesis? Got to think long term. Yeah, I think Terminator what Judgment Day the, the Terminator one and then Judgment Day sequels only aren't aren't usually better than the original. But oh, I, I want to say yeah, I want to say Judgment Day Part Two blew yeah. the original out of the water. But it's crazy because those those effects, even as old as they are, they're they're a whole lot better than what you see now. It's just crazy because they're practical. Yeah, I guess so. But even like Jurassic Park, like the old Jurassic Park is way better than the new ones. Yeah, because they made a they they mix they mix practical effects with digital effects. There's a good balance, man. That's that's what I feel like you got to do. You got to balance it out. Yeah. Like if you if you watch it, like some of the dinosaurs' feet, like with the Velociraptor and the kids are in the kitchen. Those are those are real prosthetic dinosaur feet, and then they mix it in with digital footage of the raptors looking around the corner. And Steven Spielberg's really good at you know. You get a you see it you see a digital dinosaur for a few seconds and then you know yeah. he he mixes it in well. I mean the, the yeah the brontosaurus though that looked fake as fuck. <laughs> the which one the one that they first see yeah when it's where it's like yeah. and you hear the, the classic I don't know why that music plays when I drop my pants every time. It's that little dinosaur that spits. Bitch. Uh. <laughs> oh dude newman <laughs> oh yeah newman. 
I, I never understood it when I was a kid, like what his whole deal was. I knew he was like a bad guy, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until watching it later on. I was like, oh, he was stealing those dinosaurs to uh, sell to another co- a compa- a competing company. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I saw it when I was probably like, in my teenage years. I was like, oh, okay. You figured out what the yeah. fuck he was doing, the idiot. Does yeah. that happen to you? You ever go back and watch an old movie and you're like, oh, you caught something you never saw before? Yeah, the one, uh, the biggest one for me was Forrest Gump. I remember when I was little, I was watching that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I watched it when I was older, a little more experienced in life. And the scene where um, he's in the room with Jenny and the mm-hmm. roommate's like acting like she's asleep and she takes her bra off and puts his hand on her uh, breast. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he uh, prematurely ejaculates. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck was happening when I was a little kid. He thought you were just freaking out. He's just like, oh, oh, I'll feel dizzy. And I remember watching that and I was like, dude, (laughs) like, holy shit, he just fucking blew his load. (laughs) Like, I was like, how did I not know this? Oh, man. Uh, Because that's never happened to me. I just seen that in other movies. Yeah, same. Just a disclaimer. (laughs) Speaking of Tom Hanks, I did watch Castaway this week also, just to throw that in there. Oh, That's a good one. Yeah, it's good. I mean, oh well. Hmm. Um, yeah, so let's get into you. You is a uh, show. It's on Netflix right now, but it's uh, also a, it was a, originally aired on Lifetime um, in September, and I think that Netflix got it about four or five months later, and around December. Um, but the reason I kind of heard about the show, aside from the Netflix promoting it, you know, when it pops up, um, I saw that the guy, the main, uh, what's his name? Pin Badgley, the main character, mm-hmm. um, women were like tweeting him, you know, how dreamy his character was, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, uh, the guy's a psychopath. Yeah. You know, he was kind of like putting his character down, putting these women down. Like this is like a, not a healthy mentality, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's, that kind of generated some buzz. He was on like some talk shows. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I kind of want to check this out now. And so we did. And uh, oh, and also Joe. I was uh, gonna say I thought Joe's the one that told you. Joe, yeah, yeah. Joe, I had heard about it, but I wasn't gonna watch oh, it up okay. until Joe um, recommended recommended it. it. And because I thought it was, it kind of looked like a, I don't know, maybe because the guy was in Gossip Girl, I thought it was kind of like a girly show. Yeah. But he said it wasn't, so I was just like, okay, I'll check it out. And it, it's good. I like it. Yeah. XOXO. <laughs> That's how I sign all my letters to you. Yeah, I haven't finished it, so don't spoil it for me. Yeah, what are you, five episodes in? Yeah. Yeah, so we won't really get too deep into spoilers, but um, essentially the show is about a guy who's obsessed with this girl, and he starts uh, stalking her online, and he's he's using social media to um, track her, kind of figure <clears throat> figure out who she is at first, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's all voiceover. You hear his inner – it's all his inner monologue, which I think is a unique perspective um, – for the show to take, you know, we're seeing the killer or the psychopath's perspective because he is a, a psycho. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing his perspective. We're hearing his thoughts. We're getting his point of view. And it kind of makes you sympathize with the guy a little bit. I don't yeah. Know. It's, at some point, you're like, oh, he's not that bad of a guy, but you totally forget that he's just, doing, yeah, doing shit. stuff he's not supposed to be doing. I think first episode, he fucking kidnapped somebody and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was a pretty, that was a very unique uh uh, take on the show and I, I liked it um i think it's his tone because he he, he seems like the nice guy the mm-hmm. like, like the nice guy that the girls don't want type of thing you know how <laughs> nice guys finish last and it's like i don't know that's how i take it he's he's very presumptive though like he takes uh uh he he he, he assumes he, he assumes this i know who this girl really is you know mm-hmm. that's the whole thing like he kind of like d- digs into her life and then he's like I see her for what she is. And then he, he has this like, uh, he 
idea of who she is. And then she does something. She starts doing things that are like not her character. And he's like, no, that's not you. That's not you. Yeah. And so he's trying to like, I mean, she does some. Oh, yeah. She does some. She does some dirty. God, dude. I, watching that show, I'm just like, she's so horrible. A horrible person. I mean, I, I guess seeing it from his point of view, it's just like, why would she do that to him? But at the same time, she's just living her life. Yeah. You know what, dude? I thought that too. Now, let me just explain. So let me just say, when I was watching that, I was thinking that too. Because she cheats. She, they're kind of like talking, right? She yeah. likes the guy, but then she's still hooking up with other dudes on Tinder. And she's mm-hmm. like... I mean, she she fucks a couple other guys, um, and she's still sleeping with her ex. Or it's not even her ex; it's just like douchebag loser guy who yeah. clearly is just using her for sex, and she's doing the same. And I I kind of was thinking that too. I'm like, man, this chick's a bitch. Like, why would you do stuff like that? But you know what, dude? Mm-hmm. If you're watching that and you're watching a movie where a guy's doing all of those things, it's natural. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, he's a play. Yeah, nah. get it. Yeah, you're gonna be rooting for the dude. You're like, that's my boy. You know, mm-hmm. he's a player. So. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm just trying to like, um, ha- have that mentality of looking at it at a different perspective. And it's like, you know what? They're not dating, mm-hmm. you know? So who's just, you know, she's still playing the field. She's still seeing what, what's out there. And she even admits she has issues and stuff like that, you yeah. know? So, but that's, that's, that's one way to look at things, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of remove yourself from that train of thought that you're used to having. Um, but yeah, the show's pretty interesting. Um, it, it also uses social media to. Uh... No, I was gonna say for him being someone who doesn't use social media at all, he sure knew how to use it whenever he had access to her phone and laptop. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that cloud thing is is legit. You know how like uh, she buys a new phone, but he's like, I'm still I'm still plugged into the, your cloud, so I can mm. see all your. I don't know, is that real or? Uh, I mean, I have multiple phones, but I use them for like. Um... You know, like I'll use it for like music, mm-hmm. which still has all my passwords and everything. So I mean, I'm sure it's it's I'm sure but it's when possible. you text on one, can you pull up your text on the that? Other I one? do not know about because uh, I mean, he's like he's to- like reading her texts and her emails, mm-hmm. and he's like fucking. Well, it, I will I will say this. Uh, one time I hooked up my iPad to um, iMessage, so every time I I'd message someone with an iPhone, you know, it popped up on my iPad as well. I turned that shit off real quick. <laughs> I don't yeah. like that. Why? Why would Apple think that was a good idea? I I don't know. There's so much stuff out there. It's like that you can share, and it's like I don't want to do that because I saw a commercial for I think it was Google, and it's like you know you never have to uh, upload, and it's automatic. They show it like pop up at our house, mm. like on a, like a photo frame or something. I'm like, yeah. What if you take a picture you don't want someone else to see though? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I never get those anyways. Um. But yeah, the the show uses shows how um, vulnerable we make ourselves to uh, social media through social media through technology. With the you know, you're tagging yourself in locations, and mm-hmm. you're just you're you're showing somebody um, a glimpse into your life. I mean, all, social media is bullshit to mm-hmm. begin with, which I think also the show kind of harps on um, because she's showing all these things. You know, you're you're. Um, like how good her life is. You're yeah, you're curating your your Instagram with these pictures that are um they're 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 bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to put anything negative on their social media. Some people do. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, people just fill it with bullshit, you know, vacations and uh, you know, the highlights, all mm-hmm. the best parts of your life. 
and you're 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 hiding you're you're not showing your your true identity you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. everyone's gonna have ups and downs and peaks and valleys and good times and bad times but social media is just exclusively for vacation vacation and if and when you see somebody like oh man this motherfucker's always on vacation it's like no not really they're just posting they always post when they're on vacation you know yeah which is what i do they post that yeah i mean everybody does that you know, nobody's going to fucking record when they're fighting with their, their significant other and post that. I would if it got me more likes. They're going to post the stupid, I love my best friend. This is my best friend. I fucking hate when people say that. It's like, that's not your fucking best friend. Just because you let that guy put his fucking dick inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> We're best friends. We're soulmates. Shut the fuck up. I hate that shit. But it does show on the show that um, you never know. Someone might have something on you that... They could literally like ruin your life. If anyone who says their significant other is their best friend, I'm sorry if I offended you. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there. I was like going on a little tangent, but yeah, um, I don't know. I was just going off on social media right now. Well, no, but I'm saying like like in the show that one girl she has like that race like that racist clip. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, just saying yeah. you never know who's recording you at any time. Peach got her ass. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, just pe- I mean that's a thing too, dude. People. People say racist shit. People do things, and it's like these, these your actions don't always define you. You know, mm-hmm. people. That's what that's it's called making mistakes and growing and learning as a person. And it's just um, this day and age, things are getting captured and recorded, and it's you put it out there, and somebody's you say one wrong thing, and somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, racist." Yeah, someone's always gonna get offended. Yeah. You just don't want to offend the wrong people. Racista. For sure. You got to take it with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Um, and what else? Uh, I feel like he's a jerk to that. Uh, his his coworker. Oh, or yeah. is he? Is he? In, okay. He's a, he's the manager. I was going to say, without giving away, uh, I was like, is he the owner? They never show the they never show the owner. He's just some supposedly some old guy. But I haven't finished it. And you're giving me this look that's like, <laughs> just finish it. But, I'm giving um, you that. Why don't you put your head under the table? Look, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that guy. He's like, he's like, hey, I need you to, I need you to, um, what do you say? I need you to close up tonight. He's like, well, I had this thing going on. He's like, that wasn't a question. Yeah, like, dude, what a jerk. I mean, that he's his boss, though. I like that. Oh, still, you, uh, I would be. I, I wasn't like, asking you. I'm telling you. I guess, but still, like, man, that poor dude. Well, I, they're they're also friends. But he's, I no, I don't think so. I feel like he's tired of him because in the first episode, he's like. Hey, I'm gonna be looking at the the cookbooks or something. He already knows, and like in his, you know, he says it in her monologue. He's like, yes, like he gets it. Like he says that stuff all the time. Like he's just tired of working with this guy. He's not special or anything. Oh yeah, does he? I don't remember. Honestly, yeah. I don't remember oh, that. Yeah, he's like, or because then they're gonna have that that Stephen King book release, mm-hmm. and then he's like, I'm gonna make these cookies that are from something. He's like, oh god, <laughs> you know. But everyone does that, dude. I guess so. But I don't know. You know, everyone says shit in their head about something that somebody has to say um, or do. You know, you're kind of like in your mind, you're rolling your eyes. But I don't know. At the end of the day, the guy's a piece of shit. The character is not a very good guy. He seems like a good guy. You sympathize with him. But his the actions, the things that he does, it's... Like yo, I'm not gonna condone that kind of behavior. Yeah, and her friends are trash. I hated to say it. Oh yeah. So 
Well, they're just like your typical socialite, you know, self-absorbed. Yeah, but I don't know. I watched it and it's just like, man, like I feel sorry for her, but I guess that's what it's supposed to do. I guess it's doing its job. She does some stupid stuff. Too. Yeah. You know, she, it's, uh, you know. I hate it when they, when uh, the episode where they show her talking, like she's the one, like instead of him talking the whole time. Oh, I like that. I like that. You it, liked it? I don't know. I, I mean, it wasn't bad, but I was like, please go back to the guy. I don't know. I thought it was a good. I thought they were gonna they were gonna keep it with her for their, for a couple of episodes, but they didn't. But I like that they gave her some agency and we kind of got her perspective and mm, I her, guess you're right. Her viewpoint on things. Switch it up. I don't know. What did you think about his little prison? His little glass prison. I said it was like for Magneto. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's weird. I wonder if bookstores really have that. I don't. Um, I'm sure they have a special section for their rare books that you, you know, you'd have to get like the owner's permission type of thing. Yeah, for those of you who haven't seen it, the guy has a uh, um a room in his basement that is basically like a crystal, or not a crystal. It's like a glass room, like it's a see-through box with a chair and they keep like rare books in there and they have like mm. a humidifier and they keep it like at 65 degrees or something like that. So the, the books don't like get jacked up. Uh, but then he ends up using that room as pretty much like as a cell for yeah. several times in the show. And he's a good guy, man. That's a weird thing too. Like, cause he's got a neighbor who's getting, who's, who's being neglected. Mm. And um, I don't, I wouldn't say he's being abused, but he sees his mother getting abused, which I would think is a form of abuse. And, uh, but it's a little boy. You gotta let him know. Yeah, it's a little kid, and he takes care of him, and he he uh, helps him out, and he's selfless. You know, he gives mm-hmm. him that sandwich. He plays a big brother role. Yeah, shit. He's. I feel like he's the father. He plays like a dad role to the kid. Yeah. He feeds him. He's kind of mentoring him in the way of mm-hmm. literature. Yeah, he brings him books. And that's one thing I I like about the show. I like that literature aspect that the the guys like into books and stories, and he's like rattling off all these authors because. Um, I like to read, but I don't read that often, huh. if that makes any sense. Sure. Um, I just don't have the time. Work, I work too much. Yeah, like when he's at that party and like he, he doesn't get along with everyone and then he just walks in, he just randomly walks into like their little bookshelf and he's all amazed. He sees that they have the, not the Wizard of Oz, but the, it's like, was it Ozuma of Oz? Something, something like yeah, that. Something Osama, like that. I don't know. Osama Ben Osman, I don't know. <laughs> something like that and that girl dude and then like that girl accuses him of stealing that book he did fuck it she did (laughs) (laughs) hey don't give it away accused fuck i'd be pissed too i mean it's pretty obvious dude if somebody's at your house like hey edward this is a nice painting and then the motherfucker's gone when they leave like put two and two together come on man um overall um good show i would recommend watching it yeah, I would too. I just, I like, I feel like it's just kind of dragged out, but I mean, it, but it it keeps it gives you enough to where you want to keep watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, there are some. There are definitely some parts where I was just like, grab my phone, did a little quick Twitter Twitter scroll, and then I got back got back on it. But overall, yeah, good. It's a it's a different and like I was kind of um, shocked to learn that it was a lifetime show because I feel like that's kind of out of their wheelhouse Mm -hmm. it's not it's not really like their typical lifetime movies yeah where daddy makes it home for christmas type of movie (laughs) oh they do have some i guess you say love mystery movies yeah i don't know i don't really watch too much lifetime but the few shit that i have seen it's 
seems a little different, but cool. I mean, they're taking a new direction, which is good. Got to grab a new audience, scoop up as many as you can. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next thing I'd like to talk about is uh, Michael Moore's documentary, Fahrenheit 11.9. Um, I had been wanting to watch it, but then Edward saw it, said it was good, and I was like, I got to see it. Did you see it on Amazon Prime? I did, yes. Okay. Not going to pay for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember when it came, it was coming to theaters, but I, I don't know how long it was in theaters, though. I was looking at it. I think it got released around September as well. Mm-hmm. It's like four months ago, four or five months ago. It's, it's weird because, like, you start watching it, and it drags you back to the election night, and it's like everyone's going to vote for Hillary. It's, it's just It seems like it's in a, the bag. Like, there's no way Trump's going to win. I mean, that's really what people thought. And it, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's crazy. And then it's like... That's all you saw in the news. And then, like, I guess towards the end of the night, that's when he started winning all those counties and states. states. Yeah, they had uh, they had her, some news was saying that they had her projected 85% to whatever his 15 to win. Mm-hmm. And then, boy, were they wrong. Oh, man. I, I, I just want to say Michael Moore, man, he is a superior director. He knows how to craft a story, make it interesting, make it engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, pulls on your heartstrings and the thing I liked about the movie is that he not only um, he, he delves into Trump a little bit you know everyone thinks this is the Trump movie right this is yeah. the, the this is the because everyone calls him a liberal leftist whatever and they think this is a anti-Trump movie it's not an anti-Trump movie at all um, I, I saw an interview and he said he, he, he Trump is Trump takes up about 20 minutes of the movie this is a how Trump became president movie. That's what it really mm-hmm. is. And it talks about the Clintons. It talks about Barack Obama. And it's very truthful. It's very truthful about the Democrats, mm-hmm. the corruption in politics, the corruption, uh, the the money in politics, the, the way corporations are picked over people. Um, he talks about the, the Flint, Michigan um water poisoning mm-hmm. that's a big one because he's from flint michigan oh he, I, I figured he was just from detroit yeah, he, he got a start uh michael moore got his start making a movie called um roger and me or something oh, like yeah, that yeah. and it was about the ceo of the ford plant mm-hmm. company or something like that and he in the documentary he's just he he, he basically points out like hey like this plant's going to close down because I think I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but he called it on something, some, something with the ec- economy, the way it was going to go down. The, Cause I guess the way we we're relying on the automobile industry mm-hmm. and sure enough, it happened. And I guess like people are like, Holy shit, this guy called it and his documentary just blew up. And then he did bowling for Columbine. I think next he may have done something else, but he, sicko. Yeah. He did sicko about our healthcare. Uh, he did where to invade next. Just basically all these ideologies that other countries have absorbed and he's talks about how they're really american ideas and you know we've kind of lost our way but uh man i think it's a good movie i think even people Mm -hmm. people who who quote unquote call themselves conservatives or whatever should watch it because that movie is really in tune with what i believe and and uh, and think because i like to think that i walk down the middle you know i want to say i'm neutral i'm independent um fuck the left fuck the right fuck titles i hate that people put themselves oh i'm I'm a conservative i tend to vote conservatively 
It's like, fuck your stupid title, dude. It's like, do away with that. Uh, he talks about how the system is broken and it just, we need to do away with the whole system. And I completely fucking agree with that. The, the main, the, and I, the main takeaway for me is just how, how much like corruption Mm -hmm. there is in governments on both sides, on Democrats and Republicans, how they try to rig the game, how, I mean, dude, there's a guy who's running for, um, what was he running for? Like governor or something? Because mm-hmm. um, right now there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of candidates who are running on this grassroots platform. When you say grassroots, that means they're not taking any money from corporations. They're not taking mo- any money from banks, businesses. Uh, they're just going out there. They're knocking on doors. They're getting people to donate and vote for them, and that's it. That's how they're 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 raising their money, and that's how they're running their campaigns, and they're winning. And I totally agree with that. I think that's how politics should be 100% get corporations out of politics. Because when you have a guy who is going up against somebody who isn't taking money from a bank and a guy who is taking money from a bank and the guy who took money from the bank wins, and then there's a law that needs to get passed that's in favor of the bank or it can hurt some people, but it's in the favor of the bank. Who do you think he's going to vote for? The bank that gave him a hundred million dollar loan. Yeah. Because if he doesn't, they're gonna be like, Hey man, you got a reelection coming up. You're not getting that hundred million you got last time. Yeah. They're gonna hold that over their heads. That's just what I believe. Um but yeah, so back to the corruption thing, this guy who's like running for um whatever, he's running for some elected position and basically like this top I think it was like the number third number three top Democrat or something like that, um, had a meeting with him and the guy secretly recorded it. And the guy was just saying, like, listen, we got together and we decided we're going to vote for this guy. We want him to win. So we want you to drop out. And he's just saying, like, well, that's not democratic. Yeah. You know, you small elite group of people got together and decided this guy's who you want and you don't want me. It's like, no, it's the people. It's voters who should decide who they do and don't want. Mm -hmm. And that's 100 percent. And that happens on both sides of the aisle. That happens everywhere. So that... And the fact that he put that in the documentary showing how corrupt Democrats can be, I think this makes this good this documentary pretty neutral, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm sorry because I saw it and I was like, I I when they show Barack Obama coming to Flint, Michigan, and uh, you know everyone's booing the music, it's yeah, like, dun, 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 like he's riding on in a on yeah, a like horse, a superhero. yeah, and like the uh, the the, the ways of the mayor, right? Everyone's like upset with him, governor or governor. Everyone's upset with him because. Um, if you don't know what happened in Flint, Michigan, they were getting water from what? What lake was that? Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan. They were getting like so. There was like a pipeline from Lake Michigan that went to Flint, and when this uh, governor got elected, he chose to switch it from Lake Michigan to was it Lake Flint or Flint Lake? Some shitty ass Some, creek, basically. Yeah, it's and it is polluted and it was it was trash. And the reason he did that was because he was gonna he was generating money for a company who was gonna build a new pipeline. That was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They had, they stopped using the original pipeline because they were building a new pipeline from Lake Michigan to Flint or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there was no need for a new one. No. The only need was for that company that he was that, – that remember, there was like some connection there. It was like a friend or he was going to make these guys a bunch of money or something like that. Yeah, he took out like all these uh, – well, I don't know what the other guys were. He took them out and put in like five of his his guys. So Oh, that's something else. Yeah, that was like an emergency. Oh, and what was that? I didn't understand that part. He just created this council who basically overruled like city mayors and, and council members and stuff like that. Okay. 
the way our government's structured is just like it it, it, all, it all breaks down you know you, you have your like federal then you have your state and then it mm-hmm. even goes down to like counties and then cities and i think that's the the lowest one okay well anyway so then uh within days uh the water was bad they you know there's they were posting on social media how ugly it was and it was bad and it come to find out it had high um it had high levels of lead and so anybody who drank it and they said lead cannot get out of your body like it's in there for good to your i guess to die you up for generations your yeah. kids kids are going to feel the effects of it and so and then they started testing people and uh, they were hiding results um because a lot of kids you know like I all think, of them they all tested positive for lead and mm-hmm. and they were they were uh at, they asked this lady to um change the test results to, yeah. to lie about it because like 3.5 is is a bad number i think that's what it was that's a cutoff yeah and and all the all the children were like fours five six there was even a 14 there was like tens and sevens and yeah shit, dude. there was a lot it they was were like high. none of them were even close to 3.5 they were all way way above the limit mm-hmm so the government was lying, trying to tell these parents that their kids are okay to yeah. cover their own tracks. And they were saying that it was it was me all like all of the regulations it was supposed to, but no one was drinking it. And people they talked to the people who live in Flint, Michigan, and they're like, we have to decide whether we want uh, a water bill or pay our water bill or pay like our house bill. And they're, you know, and to their uh, what I like is what they asked them is like people ask us like why don't we move? And it's like, well, w- would you buy my house? <laughs> And, yeah, you know, and it's true. You can't leave. It's like a prison. You're stuck there. Yeah, it, it was pretty shitty, and um, and it was just a bad situation. And then go and then talk about oh, the Obama. So, so Obama so rolls yeah. into town, and everyone's all happy, yeah, and they think I, he's there to save the day. Mm-hmm. And then because because the governor comes up first, and everyone's like boo boo, and he he can't speak. He can't you know say. And finally he does, and um, he's like you know we made some mistakes. Blah blah blah. You know here comes Barack Obama, and everyone's happy. And Obama's giving his speech, and then like midway through his speech, I guess he's just like, you know what, uh, my my throat's a little dry. Can I have? Can I get a glass of water? And I guess people didn't know if it was a joke or if he was being sincere. And then he was like, uh, uh this isn't a joke. And they bring him a glass of water, and they have you know different angle, uh, different camera angles, and uh, you know they talk to the people who were there, and they're like. When he put that water to his his uh, his mouth, he didn't even drink it, and they show it. He 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 literally just touched his lips with the water, and and then he started saying how when he was little he made a he may have eaten uh, lead paint, right? Mm-hmm. And I even and after seeing that, I was like, wow. I, he says some stupid ass shit. He's like, when um some I'm sure somewhere sometime when I was a little kid, like it's like like when you say that, I, I I'm sure there was a, a time and a place when I was a kid. It's like, then you don't, that never happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a hypothetical. He tried to say that he pro- he could have hypothetically as a kid eaten lead paint somewhere to taste it or some bullshit. And um, I mean, I took it as like, he didn't want it to, they wanted him, they wanted the federal government to declare a state of emergency so mm-hmm. they can come in and, and clean up the situation. And I, I'm assuming for budgetary reasons, he didn't want to do that. Yeah. And so he came in to just say, look, they're going to take, they're taking care of it. It's fine. Yeah. Like, look, I'm drinking the water. It's good enough it's, for me. It's good enough for you. Yeah. And he left the, and it was a political stunt. And he left those people high and dry. And, and uh, that's fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. That's fucking shitty, dude. When the guy, the president of the United States, who's supposed to be taking care of the American people does something as stupid as that. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting. Yeah. It, it, that's why I was surprised. I was like, wow, they, they showed a bad light on him as well. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I and mean, then, um, 
like he's he's a he's a human being overall do i think he did a good job as a president i want i want to say for the most part yeah i think he did but dude he made some big mistakes and i think he didn't do enough you know he 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 didn't take he he didn't take the presidency as far as i think he could have and yeah and for whatever reasons and i think some one of the reasons why also at the towards the end of the documentary it says he took he is he took the most out of all the presidents he took the most money from this goldman sachs which is this huge investment company mm-hmm. and that's just that's just disgusting, dude. Yeah. You know. Fuck. I was surprised when they, like, I didn't know when they were talking about Bill Clinton and then they said how he changed his, kind of like his ways to be more Republican. Mm-hmm. And oh, so, he got harder on crime. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah, he got harder on crime and he was, the, you know, they t- they did this whole, they, the Clinton, the Clinton era did that whole three strikes, you know, mm-hmm. you, three, three, you go to, you get incarcerated three times for whatever reason, then you get like a maximum it becomes like a federal whatever. I don't know. I don't really know the crime, the the, the law and stuff like that. But uh-huh. yeah, he he got tough on crime and the Clintons, man. Fuck. Oh, can we, I want you to? I want you to speak about that Bernie situation. Because when I saw it, I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I, was, I didn't even know that. When uh, I saw it, I was like, Joseph, that's gonna hit Joseph hard. Well, I know, I know there, I know that the Democrat Party they have these things called super delegates, which mm-hmm. is basic, which is bullshit. They're they get their votes they get to choose whoever they want Mm -hmm. so they can vote for whoever and it's not it's not uh tied to their county you know say this county because that's what happened um and i didn't know this but what i think west virginia or something like that bernie Mm -hmm. won all every single county in west virginia yeah and yet they still voted for hillary yeah and uh that's fucked up, man. But it That's... wasn't just West Virginia. They they said some other ones too. Yeah, he won a bunch of counties in a bunch of different states, but they all those states were instead of giving their vote to Bernie, they were giving it to Hillary, which is fucking sickening, dude. That is just like that isn't democracy. You know, these these people, they think they know better. They 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 put themselves in a position of power. We put them in that position of power because they're elected officials and then they think they know better. And that's not how it should work. They talk about the electoral college I was trash. It was it was a it was it was created to appease the South after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. That's what the Electoral College was created for because the South they were like, okay, this gives them a chance to you know voice because they felt you know they lost the war. They're like, well, we need something, right? Mm-hmm. Their slavery was abolished. Their economy was shit. Um, yeah, the Electoral College needs to go. I mean, uh, out of the, I think he said in the last thirty years, the only one. Um, Republican president, which was George W. Bush, had mm-hmm. won the uh, popular vote. That's insane, dude. That's insane. I mean, uh, Donald Trump lost the popular vote, you know, mm-hmm. but he, through the Electoral College, won the presidency. Which I don't know. I think it's stupid. A lot of uh, and, and and people have their excuses and their reasons why the there's an Electoral College and blah blah blah. But I, in my opinion, all that does is just. That just makes people not want to go out and vote because it makes you feel like your vote doesn't count. Mm-hmm. That's another huge theme in this movie. I felt like is like how it makes people feel like their their vote doesn't matter. Oh yeah, they do. I mean, they they feel suppressed, unrepresented, and and a lot of people don't go out to. A lot of people didn't. Over a hundred mm-hmm. million more people didn't vote than did vote. Yeah, hundred million stayed home. Mm-hmm. That's insane. You know, like they said, I mean, like the the, the city of Flint. I mean, they. Obama was their guy, and then he he just did him like mm-hmm. that. So it was like, well, what's the point of voting? And they lost. Uh, Hillary lost uh, Michigan. Mm, I bet. 
Trump took it. He barely took it, but he took it, and then they, then yeah. they, you know, they they contributed probably to that. Oh, and that's another thing, like like West Virginia. So the, the West Virginia was like, Bernie won all fifty five counties, and so it, it was like, and then they still voted for Hillary, and it was like, okay, so that's telling us our vote doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all those people. Yeah, yeah, that was another thing. They felt like, okay, our vote doesn't matter, so we don't have a say in this election, and so we're not going to go vote. And a lot mm-hmm. of people didn't. Yeah, and it's still it's fucked up, man. It's a, it's a broken system, and it's just and it's frustrating. You know, we can sit here and talk about it, but like, mm-hmm. what what is what can be done about it? Mm-hmm. You know, fuck. It's out of my hands for sure. Yeah. No, but what I was gonna tell you, I I had no idea that the whole President Trump run and the Make America Great all started from a I, I guess you could say a publicity stunt. Because uh, I think that's speculation, but well, st- oh, it was okay. It was still it's, I. Didn't, nobody really knows, but the way he he put it is okay. That, I thought I liked the way they did it, like because it was saying that he wasn't make. Oh, uh, who was it? Gwen Stefani was making the most money at NBC. Trump got mad. He found out she was making more money. Yeah. So he thought, hey, I'll run for president. I'll show them that I'm more popular than her, and mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when he went on his. Yeah. And where was he? At? He was like at a mall or something, right? Yeah. So he went to a mall and, and he created that Simpsons thing. Yeah, yeah. So I was I had no idea about that. But I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, nobody really knows if it was a there's a lot there's some people that that um quit his campaign that were with him in the beginning because they thought it was a publicity stunt and yeah. then once they realized he was he was really going for it, they were just like, "Uh, yeah, this isn't what I signed up for." Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this. But I mean, the but documentary. If you don't like Trump, it does bash him some. Because I mean, they 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 pretty much put, it doesn't bash him. You don't think so? No, it shows facts. Well, okay, but anyways, they well, I'm saying like they they put his audio uh, underneath like Hitler, like Hitler and like the Third Reich and all them. Oh yeah, towards the end, yeah. So because you know a lot of people compare Trump to Hitler, and what they do is they. They just, well, they talk about democracy. That's another thing I like that they talk about. Um, They talk about how, you know, we think we have this, like, uh, I mean, we're considered a republic, but, you know, we have this democracy where everyone gets a vote and we we have elected, we Mm -hmm. choose who's in power and it's like, we're and we're free every you know we're free we're America, America. And it's just like, man, we're we're not really that free and we're not really, it's an illusion and it can, mm-hmm. it can go away just like it went away in, in Germany, mm-hmm. you know, Adolf Hitler was, uh, and there's a lot of similarities between him and Trump. He was, um, he wasn't a politician and he said what was on his mind and, and a lot of people like that and they, they took to it mm-hmm. and he, and, and just like Trump, you know, he says what's on his mind and he's not a typical politician and th- there's, there's a lot of similarities between the two, mm-hmm. um, and they were just showing a lot of people, even they were showing newspapers that were written in, during the time that like, it's like Hitler's not going to take, Hitler can't do this and he can't take your freedom and blah, blah, blah. Because, uh, you know, Germany, Germany had a democracy as well. Um, and look what he did. And they said he he had the original fake news. Yeah. Yeah. He, they, he started his own propaganda. They started making movies. They, uh. I think what it it, it 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 all does there's like an event there's an attack there's a bombing you know something happens something mm-hmm. something something we're attacked and somebody gets blamed for it and the American people get scared and then you know there's special powers that are granted to uh, these elected officials wartime powers and and all, all these different things that can that could happen potentially and uh, the movie's just kind of saying like hey you know this could happen yeah. 
and it talks he jokes about being a president forever oh yeah and and it's true it is kind of weird like it is a pattern you know he's there you know he's kissing putin's ass he's kissing kissing kim jong-un's ass he's kissing the president of china's ass and these guys are not democratic elected officials i mean these dudes are generational like putin's been in power for i don't know how long Mm -hmm. since the fall of the soviet union i think and uh I mean, and, and Russia's corrupt. Their whole political system's corrupt, and uh, he he likes these guys. Yeah, and that's that's kind of scary. It's pretty much saying he's throwing such a wild idea out there, and then he's gonna he's gonna try and make it to where it's believable. He's fishing for it. Yeah, you throw it out there. He's like, well, maybe you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I'll be president forever. Yeah, he's saying China does about it three terms. Yeah, or eighteen. FDR was president for sixteen years. Yeah. Trust me, bro. You're no fucking FDR. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but it was it was an interesting documentary. It gets you thinking. Um, even people. I mean, you like you said, and uh, you said you're not a big political guy. Mm-hmm. And did you like it? Did you find it entertaining? I I did like it, but I also like Michael Moore movies. So. Yeah, yeah, he makes great films. But well, I hate to end on such a, a such downer, a, such a political downer. Let's not end it quite yet. What um, do you want to talk about? I don't know. Is there anything uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, anything you saw, heard? Uh, oh. oh, you know what? I'm uh, I'm currently working on a script right now. I'm writing a short film. Um, not a skit. An actual short film. I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's in the works. I have pretty much the entire order of events laid out. Now I'm just actually scripting it writing the story down and I want to finish it soon. Like I want to finish the script within the week and start casting. I'm mm-hmm. going to try to get some uh, legit Austin actors um, and then go out and shoot the bad boy. Nice. It's, it's a little ambitious for me. Um, it's something that it's, it's a little more serious. It's not a comedy, but there are funny moments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's well. what, that's what's going on with me right now. Film wise. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it, but I just need to finish that script. Writing it for me is the hardest part. It's just hard to sit down and 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 write. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because people, I listen to people, other people talk about writing the writing process, and like you want to do everything you can do to like avoid writing. Like some people are like, yeah, I'll get up and start washing dishes, and I'll start cleaning, and it's like because you can clean, you can wash dishes, and you're done with them. Once you start writing, you're not going to be done with it. You're only going to get halfway done or a little bit done. And then you still have to re- say you do complete it. Then you have to revise it and look over it. And I do find myself doing that sometimes, try to avoid writing. Yeah. I've, I don't know. I, I've seen how you're supposed to write scripts, and it seems, like, hard. It's tough. There. I mean, I, I hate that. There, there, There is a way. There's a... There's a um, format i guess you can say yeah to writing scripts but it's not like it's not law or anything and it's not rented stone shit some of my favorite filmmakers don't follow it like richard linklater mm. he talks about scripts uh there's a if you can if you just google him excuse me if you just look him up on youtube there's a good interview where he's just talk talking about how the like the the for, the script formatting it just doesn't suit him and it's just not he's not interested in making movies like that that's why he makes like movies on his own terms and funds them and they're all independent and stuff like that which is good because you see the same thing over and over and over again yeah i mean like okay let's just say if i was writing a script it had to be like 
you know, interior or whatever, um, Joseph's apartment, midday. Oh, you yeah. have to write this whole paragraph before you even start writing like the what the, what they're saying. Yeah, that's just the formatting of it. Um, I was talking more of like the um, structure. Um, uh, you know, there's an it. You know, like if you watch movies, there's a, there's a definite structure, and I and I knew there was even before I I knew if that makes sense. Um, when you're watching a movie, there's always a point in the movie where everything just goes to shit for the main character. You know, mm-hmm. you're just like, no, 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 like, oh damn it, and somehow they overcome it, and there's a happy ending. And, uh, that's, that's like in every fucking movie you watch, dude. Mm-hmm. You just watch a movie and like the character is, there's just like a low point and you, there's, they, they, you think they've lost, you think they've failed and then somehow they turn it around and end up winning or whatever. And I mean, it's fine. There's good. I mean, a lot of good movies have followed that, that structure, but, um, and mine probably will too. But the, the, I think the best ones are the subtle subtle ones that follow mm-hmm. follow that structure there's always questions there's things you have to give your character choices like in the matrix literal choices yeah i don't know i when like well, I, I mean i haven't made movies really but the little ones i did do when i was in school um i just i just winged everything yeah those are the best ones one um some of my early short films um, I winged it. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I turned yeah. the camera on and everything was white. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit. And I didn't know how to mess with any of the settings. So I just put it on auto. <laughs> yeah. That's like, what I would have done. I was like, this looks good. This looks good. I'm going with this. Yeah. Um, and then, and, you know, obviously you learn as you go. And But yeah, yeah winging it's always the best. Yeah, Edward, yeah, you made some You made some shorts. Literally short, I like shorts. Your, I like your stuff, man. It's funny. Yeah. I wish you would do uh, do some more stuff. Uh, I told you, brother. I want to do. Um, I want to redo that uh, the one you told us the ten year anniversary. Oh yeah. So the perfect <clears throat> crime one or no 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 not the perfect crime. This one was uh, James when he wanted to win that Chameleonaire CD. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. So if y'all don't know Chameleonaire is Houston rapper. Anyways, he was doing this competition where it was basically like a social media thing. He was trying to get people to um, win his CDs. There was like 100 authentic CDs. The rest you could just download. But there's only 100 that are like, you know, the case. And it comes with, uh, you know, art and it's autographed. And it has like a, a real $100 bill in it. I won mine. Um, I won mine from making like a, uh, it was like a website, like header. Right. And that's how I won mine. And then James wanted help. And so I helped him. And the next thing you know, he won also. James so. is my brother, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, and if he, so, it's just a video of James. He's saying how he wants to be part of the military, which is one of Commander's like little, little sticks, whatever you want to call it. And uh, so we we came up with the idea where he was gonna look like he's training to join the actual military. And I I did a bunch of stupid little uh side uh, you know uh, After Effects little <laughs> things where he's um getting shot. He tries to jump over a car and gets hit. <laughs> um, he 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 blocks an asteroid and it's disintegrates. Funny, yeah. And uh, if you if you ever look at it, I remember when we first made it. He because I I'd, I'd make the way I make stuff is the same way I draw. I like drawing, but I'm I'd like to do it like real quick. I don't get into details. Mm-hmm. But this is the same way with with whether I make movies or little skits, whatever you want to call them. And if you look, James is like uh, lifting weights. And he picks it up off the bar, and he's all 98, 99, 100. <laughs> but it was supposed to be like 
that he's already lifting it. <laughs> yeah, he's it. already curling it and, or he's doing it. Yeah. And I don't, it was just one of those things where I I was like, you know, I've already made it. I don't feel like going back and editing yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, fuck it. Yeah, this was back when I had no type of editing software whatsoever. I think that's, I mean, honestly, that makes it funnier that you see him, too, you know, yeah. unracking it. And then he just starts yeah. like 98. I don't know. I thought that but, was funny. Yeah, so I would like to redo it. At least one of the scenes. That'd be funny. You should, man. I think that'd be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, back back then, I was really into it. I I, I thought that might be something I want to do, but it, at the same time, it's it's really frustrating and really complicated. I don't know. It it was just one of those things where the teacher was like, "Yeah, you keep doing it, keep doing it. You know, you'll get the hang of it." And it's just, I don't know. Like I like doing it, but it, it just wasn't in me to continue doing it. Practice makes perfect. Yeah, I don't know. But, but yeah. Hopefully, uh, you'll see a uh, Joseph Edward production coming soon to a theater near you. Mm-hmm. That's our dream is to see our uh, in a world what's where. What's it called? Uh, your title card. Oh yeah, that's that's our that's my dream Dude, is to see our title card. I want my like I can die a happy man. I'm sitting in a dark theater, mm-hmm. fucking premiere, and then it just pops up a film by Joseph Santa Cruz. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That'd I'm be done. awesome. I'm done. I'm dead. Kill me. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Um, that's my goal. That's that is at the end of the day. That's that's my end game is to get a movie uh, into the theaters. Get a movie, a good movie. You know, mm-hmm. um, I want to put the time. I want to put the work in and and make it. Um, I feel like te- I've got to a point where my technical skills have just caught up um, with my. I feel like I was a little bit more creative um, before I, I got technical, and I think I, I think that creativity flowed a little better. And now that my, um, a little more, my skills with the camera and lighting are, are pretty good. I think my creativity's kind of suffered. So I'm trying to find a balance where I can, I can, um, you know, be as creative and, you know, and, and keep it up to par with my technical camera skills, lighting, shot selection. Well, when there's a will, there's a way. So as long as you keep trying. Or I can just do voiceovers in a world where guys make films <laughs> you sound you sound like those uh what was the robert Rodriguez and quentin tarantino yeah he does he does the voice oh uh, but but what were they called um you fucked with the wrong mexican yeah <laughs> starring daddy trejo as machete oh but what were those movies called like oh, sl- uh, sl- slaughterhouse no uh fuck what are they dude uh i can't remember grindhouse grindhouse films yeah yeah and did you ever get to see hobo with a shotgun yeah i saw it okay it was it was a it was a grindhouse film yeah there's bad movies out there dude there's a fucking zombie beaver movie we watched ape what is the one we saw oh uh, swamp Swamp ape Ape. and then we also saw fucking werewolf cop (laughs) then we wasn't there a part two there's a part two we didn't watch part two oh man so So, i mean you know what dude fuck it man i I would i would make that shit if right now somebody called me and said hey man uh we need you to direct werewolf cop 3 sign me fucking up dude i'll be like stanley kubrick with that shit it'll be like the most uh (laughs) it'll be the most like fucking (laughs) art house werewolf cop 3 film you'll ever see they're like this movie is trash but it had me in the feelings i mean it's gonna be bad to begin with you know what i'm saying it just starts off like 2001 space odyssey yeah. it just opens up with like wolves and shit i don't know 
That'd be fun though. I I I would like to watch it. Fuck yeah, dude. And then I would like to review it. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. I would hate watching a movie with you that I made and I just hear you like <laughs> I'm like, dude, guess what? You're like, what? I'm like, they gave you two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Damn. And that was and that was the uh, that was the critic score. I'd be like, "Fuck it, two percent's better than no percent." <laughs> you know that old saying, Edward? You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Oh uh, yeah. You gotta shoot your shot. I hear you. Anyways, uh, yeah, fuck yeah, man. I want to make a movie. Gonna make a movie. We'll make a movie. It's in the works. Yeah. Yeah, because this short that I'm writing, I it's actually started off as a feature film idea, and I'm gonna do a short film version of it first. Kind of just to throw it out there, see what people think about it. See if it gets any festivals and go from there. Make sure at least invite me to one. We'll see, man. We'll see. Um, I need a producer. Hint, hint. Does that mean I got to throw money at you? No. Oh. There's all kinds of producers. Some don't. Some have money. Some don't. I want to be the producer that just brings donuts to the set. Some donate their time. <laughs> I hear you. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for today. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you like it, share it around with some friends. Let some people know if you know any uh, film guys who just like to hear us shoot the shit about movies. Send this out to them. Yeah, for real. Well, I think that's going to be it for today. Edward, any last parting words? Nah. uh, I want to see Moondog. We posted the trailer. I I do want to see that. I don't know if you want to go with me. Yeah, I'll moon you after this. Nice. <laughs> Moon dog. What's that about? Matthew McConaughey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Snoop yeah, yeah. dog. Where he's all drugged out and Yeah. I don't know. It just looks interesting. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean anything McConaughey, I'll watch. He's a good actor. Um all right guys. Well that's gonna be it for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Alright, and then uh, well, this is gonna be an awkward outro. Bye. <laughs>